everyone. Welcome to the Strive Podcast, a community dedicated to helping women become the best version of themselves by relying on Jesus Christ and uniting with other women. Today, we are dishing out practical, helpful, and tangible tools to help us all along our discipleship journey. My name is Abby Harding, and I am your host here, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Strive Podcast. I am your host, Abby Harding, and I am so excited to be able to share this episode with you. It is truly one of my favorites, and it's a topic that is really interesting to me. I feel like I don't know a lot about mental health and spirituality, but I'm really grateful that Aubrey Young Escobedo was willing to come on and talk with me a little bit about it. Um, She is studying social work at UVU, and she is planning to get her master's in the next couple years, which is so exciting. Um, But I just wanted to pick her brain a little bit and see what she has been learning in her classes about this topic and kind of give us some resources and just some advice because I feel like mental health and spirituality go hand in hand and I just wanted to learn more about it and we started talking and I was like you know what like this needs to be a podcast so I'm grateful that she's willing to sit down answer all my questions and hopefully answer some of yours as well Um, obviously she isn't licensed and I'm not licensed either or anything like that Um, but she was willing to share some things that she's been learning in her classes about this topic and I'm just really grateful for her um if you go to like the 30 minute mark of this episode if you really want to learn what you can do today to improve your mental health and relationship with god that is the place to jump to um obviously listen to the whole thing there's a lot of really good nuggets in it but if you want those really tangible tools um that's where you want to go she has so many awesome like breathing exercises and like mindfulness tips and so definitely jump to that if you're willing to stick along for the ride come sit with us we'd love to chat with you um i know this episode is way longer than my normal ones usually they're about like 20 to 25 minutes this one's a bit longer but there's just a lot more information to go through Um, But yeah, I'm really grateful for Aubrey for sitting down and chatting with me. Um, Before we get into the episode, I really want to set the tone for today's episode. I wrote down two amazing quotes from President, or not President, Elder Holland. Um, A talk that he gave quite a while ago now is called Like a Broken Vessel. And it is fantastic talking all about mental health and how, um, how he was able to kind of endure it and what he learned and just some amazing principles from the scriptures. And so if this is something that's been on your mind, that is a great talk to read. But um, kind of to set the tone, I love this part. It says, if you had appendicitis, God would expect you to seek a priesthood blessing and get medical care available. So too with your emotional disorders. Our Father in heaven expects us to use all of the marvelous gifts he has provided in this glorious dispensation. And so, like I said, if this is something on your mind, um, definitely pray about it. Definitely see um, what Heavenly Father has in store for you and what help he can provide. Um, But another thing with mental health that I really struggle with is feeling inadequate, like feeling not good enough, feeling less than. And it's been this really hard uphill battle that I have been trying to navigate. Um, But one quote also from President Holland, or oh my gosh, Elder Holland, not President Holland, (laughs) um, that has given me a lot of comfort is this one. It says, however late you may think you are, however many mistakes you feel you have made or talents you think you don't have, or however far from home and family and you feel you have traveled, I testify that you have not traveled beyond the realm of divine love. It is not possible for you to sink lower than the infinite light of Christ's atonement shines. 
And I hope as we go into this episode and that I get to share with you that you just remember that, you know, you're never far away from God, even though it may seem like that, um, he's always there with you. And I hope that this episode is able to bring light and bring hope to you. Um, But yeah, I'm really excited. So let's just go ahead and jump in. I'll introduce you to Aubrey. All right, you guys, I am so excited to introduce you to today's guest. This guest, okay, is like one of my favorite people ever, number one. Number two, I feel like I totally got to watch her grow and develop and like become like who she wants to be. And now she's married to like the love of her life. And so we've gone on this whole journey together. So thank you so much for being here, Aubrey. It means a lot. Yeah, thank you for inviting me. Of course. You are one of my favorite people and one of the most knowledgeable people, I think. And so this is, just means a lot that I get to pick your brain a little bit. <laughs> uh, no, you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, it's tradition on the Strive podcast. We have to give our origin story. Okay. So where should we begin? 2020. Yes, the mission. Yeah, so 2020. So you came in in like February time. Mm-hmm. And then COVID was like March time. So you had a couple weeks of like like, normalcy. Yeah, like three weeks. Three weeks on the mission of like just normal missionary work pre-COVID. Yeah. (laughs) And I remember you brought masks and hand sanitizer. You pulled that out of your bag. And I was like, (laughs) what is going on? (laughs) And you're like, oh, yeah, COVID's coming. And I was like, what the heck is COVID? (laughs) yeah that's what happens when your dad works for the government you're just always prepared (laughs) (laughs) but yeah no it was crazy and like we basically because we didn't have internet Mm. when we were together and so we basically were just like watching it unfold without the news it was like oh I remember (laughs) we went to the Dollar Tree and we had to buy like food storage randomly and they were like out of toilet paper and I think we laughed about it for like 10 minutes like, yeah, we thought it was so funny. <laughs> and then we called our parents that week and they were like, uh, do you not know what's happening? And we're like, no, why? <laughs> yeah, just no, no internet access is, you know. <laughs> it was kind of peaceful, though. It was. I feel like not being connected to the internet during COVID kind of helped my, like, ha- helped me be more hopeful during that time, for sure. Oh, totally. Yeah. Especially because, too, I'm sure the internet was flooding with, like, fake news and truth and stuff. And so it was like, how do you know what's actually happening? Yeah. Like, I think that would stress me out. Yeah. That was good. That was good for me to not be connected to the world in that way at that time. Yeah. And it was, like, so peaceful for us because we, like, went on walks and, like, colored with chalk. Yeah. (laughs) we did little things to help people and I think that was good for that time yeah do you remember the goat oh my gosh I do remember the goat that escaped that was funny (laughs) yeah we were on one of our walks you know one of many and there was you know we're in like suburban Oregon so like not the middle of nowhere necessarily but like almost the middle of nowhere and there was this goat that was just in the middle of this freaking road and it just followed us. And we're like, we don't know what to do with you. This is like <laughs> literally residential neighborhood. You probably couldn't even own chickens, let alone this freaking goat. Like, <laughs> where does this, like, the HOA over here is probably like, what the heck? But yeah. I love that goat. 
It was cute. Mavis. I told Ben I want to get goats, and he wasn't too fond of that after my Mavis experience. But maybe one day we will. Who knows? Do but, it. Yeah, well, now that I've introduced our origin story, tell us a little bit about you. Uh, yeah, so I um, am studying social work at Utah Valley University right now. Um, I want to uh, get my master's in social work and become a licensed therapist. Um, I'm recently married to the love of my life. Um, so I have a big background in mental health. Um, I've cur- I'm currently working at a recovery house for people who are addicts or are um, ex- trying to heal from trauma. I've worked with little kids who have learning disabilities. Uh, and I enjoy hobbies like reading and crocheting and being in nature. Heck yeah, that's so awesome. Mm-hmm. So what made you want to go into social work? Um, I think there were a lot of things. I feel like the biggest one is that I uh, just have a lot of people in my life who uh, have struggled with mental health, including myself. Um, I, sh- I was diagnosed with ADHD when I was nine, and I also have anxiety. Um, <clears throat> I also think a part of it was being on our mission and seeing these people that we were teaching, they were struggling with these things that as a missionary, I felt like I couldn't give them resources for that I wish I could have. And I think a lot of people out there, they're, we're all struggling in different ways. And um, so I think it inspired me to go into social work specifically because social work is all about giving people the tools that they need to make their lives better. I love that. I love your focus on like resources. I think there's so many out there, but like, how do you know which is the right one? How do you know what will work best for you? And so I think that's really special that you're really trying to like find the need of people and be able to like give them what they need to help them. So that's fantastic. Yeah. What has been like the biggest thing that you've gotten out of in the social work program? Um, I would say there's three things that I've, I've learned from like a, like me being like the clinician talking with like um, clients that, that yeah. perspective. So I feel like the biggest one is that, you are the expert of your own life. You know what is going to help you best. You know what's going to work and what's not going to work. Um, the second one is that we all have biases and that's okay. It's okay to be biased towards one thing or another. What's important is that you recognize your bias and what you choose to do with it. And the third one is, um, is how to listen to people. So people, when they open up to you about something really heavy or really deep or even your partner, um, they, they want to be listened to in a certain way, but we don't always let others know how. So I've found that asking like this question can help us when people are trying to open up to us. And that is, do you want me to listen to you right now? Just listen. Uh, do you want me to give you advice or do you want me to validate you or do you want a combination of those things and asking that before or during someone's like opening up um, I feel like can save a lot of like grief and strife on like both ends oh my gosh that was like enlightening (laughs) because I'm the type of person that needs validation and like 
that's what makes me feel the best mm-hmm. for sure and I feel like advice like unless I'm like really seeking it it like destroys me I'm the same way <laughs> but yet sometimes I like crave it and so I feel like I'm good at asking for advice but I'm not good at asking for like validation or like discomfort yeah yeah I feel like that's like the best the best thing you can do when you're addressing like big emotions or venting about something you know yeah because I feel like I experience a lot of like big emotions like every day (laughs) yeah I feel big but that's awesome I love that so one thing about this podcast that I just love is I kind of let the guests well I pick the guests I'm very picky Mm -hmm. (laughs) I pick the guests but I really like to see where their creativity and where their mind takes them when choosing a topic. And so tell me a little bit about the topic you chose and why. Uh, yeah. So the topic that I chose was um, how does having a higher power, a belief in a higher power positively impact your mental health? So I chose this topic for a couple of reasons. So um, I work right now at an outpatient clinic with a, uh, Dr. Chris Wilkins, and he always gives people this piece of advice I really appreciate for people who are having like a faith crisis or they're struggling with their mental health or they're not sure if uh, God is there or they're struggling with spirituality. So he he always tells people um, to go find a quiet place where you can be alone and there's no noise and ask three questions, which is, are you there? Do you know who I am? And do you know what I'm going through? And he always says that you will get some sort of a response from whatever the higher power is that you believe in. And I feel like asking those questions very directly can be a really powerful, pivotal point in um, your relationship with God and how he feels about you. And it can help you move forward in your mental health journey. Yeah, I love that. I remember our mission president, I was kind of going through, I wouldn't say like a faith crisis, but like a personal crisis where I didn't feel like good enough to be on a mission kind of vibe. Like Mm -hmm. it wasn't like I wasn't good enough for God rather than the other way around. And he, my mission president brought this up. He literally said, pray and ask, are you there? And it was terrifying. (laughs) It was so scary to like ask such like a bold question. And his was, um, are you really, like, are you there? Like, the primary song. And then it was, how did he word it? Like, how do you show your love for me? Mm-hmm. And it was so powerful. And so even though it's kind of intense, and I don't know if you had the same reaction that I did when Aubrey was saying that, like, utter fear. Because, <laughs> like, like, I know it's so true. Because, like, I feel like if I say, are you there? I know the answer in my heart. I know the answer is yes. And I think sometimes it's just easy to forget that. And so I, I love that. That's so cool. Yeah. I always think it's a cool place. It's always really cool when he invites someone to do that in group therapy. And I might have butchered the questions, but they're basically, that's what they are. Yeah. Yeah. That's super cool. Oh, I love it. I'm so excited to hear just like all of your thoughts <laughs> about this yeah. topic. Um, how has believing in a higher power helped you in your life? Um, that's a really good question. I think belief in a higher power kind of, it 
it answers a lot of questions that like roam in the back of our mind. Um, I think especially a, a big one is like death, uh, because a lot of people have a lot of anxiety around death, and that's okay because death is a scary thing. But I think for me, just knowing that there's something higher out there than me that has that like this is all happening for a reason and this this isn't the end like once my loved ones pass on or I pass on that doesn't mean like I will never see them again there's something beyond that and so and that's not to say like knowing that that you can't be sad if someone passes away or you can't be fearful about it because you definitely have a right to but I think it lessens the anxiety knowing that like I get to see my loved ones again and that there is something bigger out there like looking out for me and the people I care about yeah I love that I think it gives like a lot of hope and peace for sure to be able to like recognize that as well I love it um well one thing that really stuck out to me as we were kind of planning this episode is that you always referred to God as a higher power. Not always, but like in this like therapy, mental health like context. And so what does a ho- higher power entail? That's a good question. So obviously there's a lot of different religions out there. And some people don't believe in God, but they can still have a higher power. So um, <clears throat> in the recovery house that I work at, we always we encourage people to find a higher power and it's really cool to see what all the clients kind of come up with or the conclusion that they come to um so for example there's one person right now i won't disclose their name but they um they don't believe in god but they've decided that their higher power is community and they um come from a really small town and uh, they just believe in the good of community, that there will always be a community there to look out for them and that there is always good in people to be there's always good in people and that will always be there for them. Um, I've also seen people who have decided that their higher power is like just like there's like a universal mystical being out there that watches out for them. And then, of course, some people, you know, find religion. So. In a therapeutic sense, it's just an inclusive way of saying whatever it is in your life that you believe is higher than you or better than you. Um, And then also in like, I know some people have feelings about Alcoholics Anonymous, but it it can be helpful to some people. And they uh, define a higher power as um, a power greater than ourselves and God of our understanding uh, synonymously. So, yeah. That's super cool. So what benefits have you been able to see in your therapy work and in your own life um, for believing in a higher power? Um, I think there's a lot of benefits. I do want to address that. uh, Some people have like, there's such thing as religious trauma um, and rough experiences with that and feelings of being angry with God and let down. But um, I was reviewing a couple of studies that talk about people who have a positive view of God or a higher power in their life. Um, They scored uh, lower typically in uh, rates of depression. So, and um, they are better equipped to deal with stressors and they also had lower rates of suicide. So I think that 
um, having some kind of spirituality uh, that you feel comfortable with and uh, also finding a religious community that you feel comfortable with can uh, in, it has been proven to increase your mental health and your mental well-being or make you less likely to deal with um, rough mental health situations. Not that like it'll cure it, but it can make things better and less of a stress. And I think if you are struggling and you do have and you are spiritual and religious, you know, there are other resources out there as well to help you even further. Yeah. Why do you think that is that they rank higher or lower? Um, I think, uh, again, a lot of it just has to go with like the like the questions looming in the back of our mind, like, why am I here? <laughs> Where am I going? And all those things. And we don't realize how much of a stressor it is not to know that. But I think it's a it causes a lot of stress and like your philosophies in life determine a lot of your actions so being able to find a philosophy that like resonates with you, whether that's through like religion or like philosophy in general, like it can really, it gives you purpose, purpose and like finding a purpose and having a purpose can give people a lot of, a lot of peace. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I, I was thinking just as you were talking, like, I don't really think about where I'm going, where I've been. Mm -hmm. you know I just don't think about that day to day but I know so many people that do yeah that's probably taxing yeah I think of other things trust me I stress over a million (laughs) other things but (laughs) yeah but I was thinking about how powerful like the temple is how it's very clearly talked about is like this is it you know this is like the doctrine and so I love how we have a sacred place to be able to think about that as well yeah you're positive view of those things can positively impact your mental health and if you have a negative view of those things then work towards something positive because that can be very helpful for sure thank thank you so Aubrey like one thing that I mentioned to you earlier is this has been a very highly requested topic missions motherhood and mental health are like the three that I get requested for all the time And I love it because I love how people are interacting and they really trust who I bring on and talk about. And mental health was a topic that I really wanted to tackle, but I didn't know who to tackle it with. And I really feel like it's awesome that you've dedicated so much time and so much effort into learning more about it. And so I really want to try to help answer these people's questions. And so why do you think that mental health was so highly requested? And what are some things that um, we can do to be able to improve it? Yeah, I think it's a highly requested topic. I mean, I've heard several people say, professors, podcasters, you see it on the news, that we're going through like a mental health crisis right now, um, especially since the COVID era. And I think it's because, um, I don't, I think it's one, because people feel more comfortable opening up about their mental health. So I I think it's not necessarily as new of a thing as people think it is. I think people just feel more open about it. And then I also just feel like we live in this world of perpetual stressors that maybe weren't there before. We have access to everything happening at the world at once. We live in the age of information. 
And I feel like this huge influx of information and things like social media kind of messing with our dopamine, just like all at once is just kind of like, it's, I mean, how could people not be going through a mental health crisis, you know? Yeah. How do you think social media has played a role in that? Mm, (laughs) That's a really great question. I think, um, you know, with things like TikTok and Instagram, like doom scrolling is a big thing because you're able to get your brain like dopamine hits like really. And what I mean by dopamine hits, dopamine is this like chemical in your brain that um, it's like happiness juice. Basically, it's the, the simplest way I can describe it. So your brain just keeps being like, "Ooh, yay. Yes. Uh huh. Yay. Like constantly if you're like scrolling, doom scrolling. And then at the same time, like, I feel like it kind of just, it overwhelms us of seeing, like, happiness and then sadness. Like, you can watch, like, one video about a cat, and then the next you're seeing, like, war is, like, on your screen. And I just feel like it's just not good for the brain. And there's been a lot of studies that have shown that, like, it's just, it's a bit too much for our brains to handle that. Do you think social media fasts are good, like, just being off it for, like, a week? Or do you think that does, like, even more damage? Mm, that's a good question. So we're going to go into Aubrey territory, Aubrey theory ter- territory, and <laughs> science. So I would I would need to do more research to give you a good answer. But I think with anything, you know, like quitting cold turkey with anything when it comes to addiction can be dangerous and it can be very difficult and it's like almost unheard of. So a lot of people go through like detox when they go through an addiction. Um, and they like sit down and, you know, they talk about all these traumatic things in their life that have led them to this addiction and they talk about all these other things they can do instead. So I think weaning yourself off of it and finding other things to do that bring you joy. So like for me, I like deleted Instagram, but I want, embarrassingly enough, I watch YouTube Reels because <laughs> I, I feel like they're not as tempting for me because they're not in- that enjoyable. Um, and then I've been trying to get into things like crocheting and reading. So even just like setting timers for yourself or deleting certain apps and just slowly weaning off of it and replacing your time is probably better. I love that. Having something that you can do instead. That's super powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I remember president Nelson invited us to do the social media fast like long time ago, mm, like yeah. 2017, 18 vibes and I remember at that point, I was like, okay, whatever. And, like, social media is still, like, fairly new to me at that point because I was still in high school. And so I feel like it was, like, no big deal mm-hmm. at that point. And I'm sure for everyone, they had a different experience. And then, but now that I'm 23, I really wonder, like, what it would be like. I've never done that. Yeah, I think it can be good. But don't try – I wouldn't try and go cold turkey. Again, this is me theory. But I would – I would try to slowly move away from it. Slowly remove yourself. Yeah, because one thing I started doing a couple months ago that I've just loved is they have the timer on my phone where it's like if I've done, like, I think it's like at the two-hour mark that I've been on social media, it, like, warns me. And mm-hmm. I think that's been helpful. And so maybe just knocking that even down to, like, an hour, 30 minutes, an hour, you know, I wonder what it could do doing that way. I think that's smart yeah. not to do it all the way. Yeah. It's about replacing your coping skills because it's a coping skill. And I feel like a huge thing in the mental health world is, like, finding good coping skills. What other good coping skills are you thinking of? You mentioned crochet and reading. Do you have any other ideas for people? Uh, Yeah. So I feel like this is something I definitely want to talk about a little bit. 
Um, it's just like resources for people who are like, okay, well, this is great. But like, what do I do? Like, how, how do I fix my mental health? You know? Um, so my number one thing is go to therapy. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not, I don't mean that in a mean way and I'm not joking. It, it's amazing. It's amazing to be able to sit down with a professional who is there to help you. And I know a lot of people have who have had some rough, interesting experiences with therapists, but like it's like trying to find your favorite flavor of ice cream. Like not every therapist is going to be built for you. And there's going to be therapists who have different modalities. Like some of them are going to be like like more holistic some of them are going to be more by the book some of them are going to be somewhere in between so I would just encourage you to try and find a good therapist and therapy can be expensive so there's there's three things I would recommend for sure um the first one is using uh psychology today you're able to input your insurance and then your location and it'll uh the kind of clinician that you want and it can show you how much you pay out of pocket or if you have to pay anything out of pocket with insurance. Um, the other one is that a lot of universities have clinics where they uh, charge a small fee and you get on a waiting list. So BYU, they have an awesome one. It's $30 and you just fill out a questionnaire out. UVU also has a good one that's $10 and it's open to the public as well. Yeah. Hmm. So that's super cool. Yeah, those are great. Um, do you want to talk more about coping skills or do you have any thoughts? Well, I was just thinking like one of the thoughts you started talking about therapy and I was like, oh, I don't know if we should go down that road. Cause I was like, I don't know how to find that, but that website sounds cool that you just type in like, what do you take your zip code or something? Yeah. It's just like your area. Today. Yeah. I know area code and you can put in your insurance. Yeah. Insurance. That's good too. Mm-hmm. Cause then if you find one that you like and you're like, oh shoot. Google might not be the right way to go. Okay, that's mm-hmm. super smart. Yep. Okay, it's up to you. Would you rather talk about other coping skills, or are you ready for the next one? Um, I would like to talk a little bit more about coping skills. Just let's do it. Okay, so I feel like the biggest one is mindfulness, and a lot of people hear that word and or like mindfulness or meditation, they're like, "I'm gonna throw up." Like. <laughs> I've tried it. It doesn't work. It's stupid. And I'll be the first person to say, I, I freaking understand because like sitting there for two minutes to some person being like, now close your eyes. Like sometimes it's really frustrating, but I feel like if you treat mindfulness as like a way to like practice being in the moment, it can be really good. And mindfulness can be anything. It's just the idea of practicing being in the moment and catching yourself veering off to the future or veering off to the past. And so, yeah. So like if you're, you have something you like to do, like running or like uh, painting, just anything that's going to help you be present in the moment. If that's like following a guided meditation or that's writing or painting, do it and then set a timer and practice being in the moment. Oh my gosh. I love that. My companion before you, we had, like, we were allowed to get like certain apps on our phone. And one of them was like the Calm app or something. Mm-hmm. And me and my companion did it every night and we like built it up. And eventually we got 20 minutes of silence. Like, we literally would just do it. And it starts with like two minutes and then it's like five minutes and then it's like seven minutes. But we crushed it. 
Mm-hmm. And so it was awesome. I think not only it helped us, but it also helped like our relationship and friendship. Yeah. Mindfulness. I think it's, awesome. has, it's been proven to do a lot of things. I'm reading a really amazing book I would recommend everyone to read right now. It's called It Didn't Start With You. And it talks about generational trauma. And one of the ways it talks about being able to heal from generational trauma and literally like turn off like toxic genes is through uh, mindfulness and meditation and visualization. It can literally change your DNA uh, to be better. So, huh. yeah, definitely recommend it. It's awesome. I love that. Because like one thing I started doing is like going on walks at my work. Yep. And like, I literally wasn't giving myself a lunch break, like working full time, eight to five and just grinding. And so I was like, you know what? I need to get outside. The weather in Utah and Idaho is so weird. So good. It's basically like Mm -hmm. spring in February or I guess January when we're recording this, but, and I've, I think I need to do that. I think I, I'm constantly on my walks and I'm like, okay, when I get back, I need to do this thing, this thing, this thing, this thing, this thing. But I'm wondering that if I just need to not think of the past and not think of the present or the future. Yeah. And, That's fascinating. And another thing about walks is there's so there's something about like bipedal motion and just like, I don't know, when you when you go to sleep, your brain processes memories. And um, when it's unable to process a memory, like something that you're worrying about, it he, it tends to stay in your mind because your brain is trying to either perfect something that happened in the past or try and figure something out in the future. And there's something about bipedal motion that allows us to basically do what we do in REM sleep and process those things. So that's where things like EMDR therapy come from. And if you don't know what that is, it's basically used for trauma or post-traumatic stress. And it kind of forces the mind to go into REM sleep and it places it takes your negative memory and associates a positive emotion to it. And you can kind of do that with walking just by yourself. Not not the same as EMDR, but it, it it's the same idea. And there's forms of EMDR therapy that um, can be achieved through walking. So, yeah, going for walks is great. Scientifically, it's wonderful for your brain. Holy smokes. <laughs> this is, like, mind-boggling. I hope the people listening are, like, jaw on the floor like I am right now. <laughs> Maybe they already know this. I don't know. Go on a stupid little walk for your stupid little mental health. <laughs> yes. Amen to that. <laughs> I know. I love it. I am obsessed. I really think the weather right now is so good, literally for me, to like go on walks. Yeah. I think it's a gift from Emily Father to be like, Abby, you need to go outside. If it was snowing, you wouldn't do it. Here's like 40 degree weather. Go put on a t-shirt and go for a freaking walk. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Okay, what's your next coping skill? Okay, I think like the last one I want to share, which is really good, is um, it's just breathing techniques. Uh, breathing, it really does like regulate a lot of our emotions. And this is one that like we teach little kids and we like I've taught little kids to do this and I've taught like 40 year old men to do this. So <laughs> it, it's good. It's called square breaths. And so this is for like in the moment when you can't go for a walk or you can't you know, go for a run or whatever it is that helps you. So um, what it is, is just take your hand out, take your finger out, and you're going to draw a square. And we're going to go, we're going to go in increments of four. So, uh, so breathe in for four seconds. Hold for four seconds. 
exhale for four seconds. Exhale even more for four seconds. And if you do that three to five times, it can help you, your brain get out of like fight, flight or freeze or whatever it's in. And it can help regulate your emotions. And the idea is that you breathe, you breathe out more than you breathe in. And so if you're able to exhale more than you're inhaling, it can help you in the moment. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. There's a really good book called, I think it's literally just called Breathe. And it talks about how, how important breathing is and how it affects our physical body and our, and our emotions. Yeah. Dang. I think I needed this episode more than anyone. <laughs> Yeah, it's a really, so square breaths, they're really, really good for you. I love it. Mm-hmm. Okay, do you have any more or is that it? Um, No, I feel like that's probably pretty good. The only other resource I would want to direct people to is probably just the 988. You can call, I believe, let me, let me verify this, that it's 988. No, you're good. Yeah, 988 is the Suicide and Crisis Helpline. They're available 24-7. If you are struggling or you are having thoughts of ending your life, please call the 988 Suicide Hotline. It is amazing. Those people over there, they, they're trained to help you, and they can give you even more resources. And if you're struggling, um, if you're struggling at all to find resources um, in your area, there is usually, um, I know Utah has 211, and they can direct you to any resources you may need for mental health or health care. So, 988 and 211 are really good, really good resources if you have any lingering questions or you are struggling. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Dang, yeah, that's a super good field to put those resources in because sometimes you just need to talk. And there's literally people who want to talk to you. Yeah. Yeah. And who are ready to talk to you. So. Yep. Heck yeah. Okay. Well, Aubrey, we're, I think we're getting close to the end. Do you have any last things or last tips or last pieces of love and advice that you want to tell the listeners? Um, just know that you're enough and your higher power sees you. God sees you. Life is not easy. But it always gets better. It will always get better. And that may be hard to believe, but it really does. And there's, there's always more to live for and, and more to do in this life. I love that. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, Aubrey, I think this has been one of the most beneficial episodes for me. I really needed these techniques and these resources. And I, I just feel overwhelmed with gratitude. So thank you for coming. Thank you for inviting me. I hope I hope this was helpful. And just as a disclaimer, like if I said something incorrect, just do your research. There's there's plenty of smarter people out there than me that know way more about this stuff. So I appreciate your humility. You're like literally perfect. You're so cool. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well before we go, it's tradition here on the podcast to share our strive goal for the week. So it's kind of on the spot. Um, But I'm going to go ahead and share my goal for the week. And then I invite you to share yours, if that's okay. Yeah. So my goal for the week, 
I actually set this on Sunday. So right after church, I came home and made this a goal. I looked at the weather app and it looked awesome as of now. We'll see. But last week I didn't go on a walk every day after or during work because I just kept on being timid to be like, oh, well, what if something happens or what if I'm needed here or what if something's happening? And so I kept on putting myself last. And so this upcoming week, I'm putting myself first and giving myself permission to go on just like a 15 minute walk. The world isn't going to end. <laughs> mm-hmm. And there's a really nice trail like right by where I go. And so it's just been awesome. And so I think I need to remember that it's important for me to do this. And I really want to show love to my body. So walking every day. So fifth or for 15 minutes a day, at least for five days a week and not skipping it. That's my goal. Okay. Um. I think my goal is to keep practicing mindfulness and be in the moment and realize that when I'm powerless, I can call on my higher power to empower me. <laughs> I love that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, sounds awesome. And we encourage you guys to make your own strive goals as well. Uh, make sure to write it down because we're going to be working on ours. So you should be working on yours too. And we'll just be this little squad. It's going to be awesome. But Okay, you guys, thank you so much for listening. And Aubrey, thank you so much for making time and sharing your knowledge with us. I really appreciate it. So make sure to tune in next week and we'll check in with you guys soon. Bye. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, Before you leave, it would mean the world to me if you left a little review. It's at the top of the screen on Spotify or the bottom of the screen on Apple Podcasts. Um, This helps people be able to find the podcast easier. So make sure to let me know what you think. And I really hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your week. Strive to become the best version of yourself because you are loved.